Hello everyone, and welcome back to Cumanera, an Excorians Points podcast. We're an all-queer cast Numenera podcast. I'm Kenny, the cast member who plays the lovable and simple lad Hillian. If you love our show, we hope you'll rate us and review us on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. Every review makes Kelric, the GM and producer's eyes, sparkle and helps us uh, helps and helps new listeners to find us. We don't pay to advertise any of the podcasts on the Excorians Points network, so we hope you'll recommend us to your friends and just about anyone. Did you know that we had a Patreon? We are grateful to everyone who's already become a patron. You keep our mics on and our dice rolling. We've got some great rewards, so check them out at patreon.com slash Points. Good morning for us, and welcome to the latest edition of Experience Points Cuminera. I'm Kelric, your GM. Just straight up GM, no more garbage. <laughs> my pronouns are he, him, and today I'm joined by my fabulous cast. Hi, I'm Jess, my pronouns are she, her, and I play Tiuna, a mechanical nano who rides the lightning. Hello, I am Aaron. Uh, my pronouns are they, them, and I play Rylu, a graceful glaive who speaks with a silver tongue, and today with extra garbage, just to make up for it. Hi, my name is Kenny. My pronouns are he, they, and I play Hillian Jossa, an earnest jack who howls at the moon. Awesome. Well, welcome back, everyone. It has been a very long time, it seems, since we got together, and I think because of that, it has been requested that I do the recap today, so I will do the recap of what happened last week for everyone else, two weeks ago for everyone else. Thank you so much. Yes, no problem. All right, so last week you all were inside the City of Steel. Inside the City of Steel, you had a whole bunch of conversations going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth on whether you're going to talk to uh, Daxum's parents, sneak into the city or, or the village, or just not make sure that Edalale got the, the device by themselves, blew up the City of Steel as you made a dramatic escape. I'm picturing it as you fly out. No, no you were far, you had gotten out and you had set like a timer of some sort or a, a remote detonation thing. You were outside the tree entrance, the hollow tree, and then there was a big explosion of fire. I think Rylu took some damage from it, if I recall. But everyone else got away okay. Lots of noise. You picture ourselves up. You were looking around. And I don't remember which of you, but one of you found a symbol drawn in the ground heading towards the city of Ephraimon. Ephraimon is what it was. And in, the strange thing about this symbol was that in the direct center of it was a battery that I believe Tiuna picked up. I think you all just picked it up and didn't bother really looking at it. You were able to determine that the symbol was the symbol of a secret society called the Convergence. I don't recall if anyone had anything other than knowledge of what they were. If I believe I've shared all that with you so you can move forward. And you were heading towards the village because you assumed that with the explosion, they'd be heading towards you. And you wanted to head them off at the pass so they wouldn't try and explore the blown up tree. As you were going, you weren't being super stealthy and you heard 
some crashing in the forest behind you, and I had given you four turns to figure out what you were going to do. So, action. All right, so run, and then Riley just, like, looks at Hillian and, and Tiuna. Uh, run which way, though? Because we could be leading Adraska right back to the city. That sounds like they have a problem, and then Riley's going to run. <laughs> We're going to start off strong. Why not? Oh, Rylu, how I've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even want to go back to town, all right? If they get a dress car, that sounds like a personal problem. They got four arms that could deal with it. They only have three. Well, fine. <laughs> Less likely to deal with the dress car, but... Uh, Hillian looks at Tina. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure what we do here. Um, well... For now, we better run too because they're, the noise that they're causing by running is just going to bring, is just going to cause further attention by the Jurassicar. So we can't stay here now. Um, don't mention the Numenera that we found when we get to town. Let's deal with the Jurassicar first and just don't mention the Numenera at all. Okay, no Numenera. Got it. Um, and yeah, Tina, I guess we'll also run toward the town. Come on, Jacques. Let's go. Okay going to attempt to outrun a Jurassicar. Apparently. Well, I, I mean, we, we don't know it's a Jurassicar. We're, we're assuming it's one. That's very fair. Does anyone know what you remember about Jurassicar? Anything, Bueller? Don't fight them? Kill us immediately? Yeah. yeah. I, I do believe that was something that was said, was that they are super dangerous and they could, they could pretty much hurt you. I'm- also pretty sure that it was a, hey, you can't outrun them thing. But in this situation, after the tree exploding, it's like, well, what are we going to do? You, it, it knows where we're at. So that was my solution. Well, and at this point, Tina is just hoping that since there are people from the town potentially being drawn into the forest to investigate the sound, they might be like they might meet up with us before the Jurassicar gets to us who can, and they could at least help because hopefully these people who live so close to a forest filled with Jurassicar have some sort of plan to deal with them. If we yeah, poke it with the new, Numen- Oh, go ahead. No, no, exactly. I think that, you know, they may have a plan. If we poke it with the Numenera device, then we'll all just turn into Jurassicar. It'll be way more exciting. <laughs> well, that is, a, that is a, a, a different adventure than I had planned. So, okay. <laughs> sure. Now we are to be sentient Jurassicar. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, let's start off with a perception check that since you're running kind of like deer before a, a wolf, uh, let's make it a challenging one. So go ahead and roll for that. It's a difficulty level five. Let's see what happens. Just so we're clear, whatever happens, Tuna will blame Rileo in case that wasn't clear. <laughs> Okay, but that's like always. That it wouldn't have changed if I hadn't done anything. Wow. Nice. Very. Wow. I did not expect my, a twenty. My one good roll ever of all time. A twenty, a nineteen, and a seven. The seven being Rylu's. I am most impressed. The two of you who rolled really high with the natural twenty going to Tuna, you recognize. It is indeed a Jurassicar running. It does not appear to be chasing you, though. It appears to be just running in your direction at this point. Like, I don't know that it's... I wouldn't say that based on your perception that it's actually paying any attention to you, that it's. it seems to be afraid of something itself. Perhaps there is a chance 
that you could hide. <laughs> Can we tell uh, if the Draskar is running in the same direction as us currently? Uh, it's sort of running at an angle to you. So it's heading towards you, but at an angle to where it'll cut the path somewhere around you, but not sure if it's in front or behind you. You just It's a lot of crashing. It is coming from behind, so who knows how close it's going to actually get. But um, So uh, with that perception, am mm-hmm. I able to tell... Um, the direction it's coming from enough that I can just like change our course so that our paths will intersect. So that they will intersect? Sure. So that they will not intersect. No. <laughs> I'm like, if that's what you want, sure, you could make no, that happen. I said won't intersect. <laughs> uh, yeah, between you and Helian, you can either do that or you can actually find a hiding place so that it passes you by. I mean, I. If my perception right now is that this dress car is running from something else, I would like to change our course and not wait for the thing that the dress car is running from to come toward us. Sure. <laughs> you are. To at least get farther away before we try to hide. Absolutely. You can totally do that. You find a place to hide. I think the place to hide is, you know, close enough that you actually get to see the mighty Jurascar as it flees. And there are two of them that are running because... That seems to be the way Draskar work, is that there's usually two, if not three. And why don't you all give me quick, just a quick int roll, and let's see what, what we learn. Oh, that's close. <laughs> two nat 20s, huh? All right. Well, Tiuna knows all the things about Draskar. Tiuna is on point. Draskar, please. She has that down. Basically... You can tell when you see the two of them just running, not looking anywhere other than straight ahead, just like terrified deer, you're able to put two and two together that the whole reason that they're running in this direction is because it is away from that fucking blown up tree. That explosion just spooked them. And it seems like you can expect a lot more movement in these woods for a little while. So you all can... Just keep running to get out. You can find the shortest way and go. You can, yeah, you, know, you can hold up. You if you want to wait up a little bit and see what happens, you can. But it's it's all up to y'all. But you you definitely are quite well aware that the animals in this forest are spooked, and you don't know what besides Jurassic live here. So Jurassic are uh, the big predators. Do I have any sense of if they're running because they were scared of the initial explosion, or does it seem like something happened after the explosion that we missed that they're running from? Uh, it it just seems I don't know. I, I don't. Okay. I don't think that there's anything else to really tell you other than they're spooked and running. And you know, it may be that they're running. They're you know just like any panicked animals where they're just running and changing directions, and you just don't know where they're going because they just don't know what happened. Okay. Jurassic are not super smart. Gotcha. Well, I was just mostly I was trying to figure out if if it was just that initial explosion that scared mm-hmm. them off, or if it seemed like that initial explosion set off a chain of something else that we were not aware of, and that now we have to be worried about that as well. Oh, that might be a thing, but the Jurassic are not telling you that. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Once they pass, you know, we'll sort of relay that information um, and say we we need to figure out a way that we can. Uh, get out of this forest without drawing attention of any other escaping animals. Because the Jurassic are running scared right now, but if they see us, they might turn and attack. Yeah, it sounds like we need to be a lot quieter than we have been. What I really want to know is, why do they have to travel in packs? That's worse. 
Uh, I don't know. Why don't you go ask them? We're, we're kind of traveling in a pack. Uh, I mean, if you, if you think about it. I have a lot less teeth, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then uh, Riley will dust themselves off indignantly and uh, start quietly continuing down the trail where we would have uh, known to head out. Yeah, I guess we'll head back, keep heading back towards the town, but maybe more quietly and trying to pay close attention to our surroundings so that we can be aware if there are other animals heading toward us. Cool. So why don't you give me two separate speed rolls to see if you make it through uh, stealthily and if there's any sort of interaction. Don't roll ones. Well, Tiuna made it with a five and an eight. Lillian made it with a four and a 15. Yeah, and a 13 and 13. So... Hilly and Riley, everyone made it through. All you had to do was not roll a one. You did just fine. With the lower rolls, you saw a few prey animals running through. Nothing to really worry you at all. Nothing happened really. And you you get to the edge of uh, Badanu Forest, and you don't see anyone coming towards you. You do see a couple of the kids getting really close to the village. Like, they heard the explosion, and everyone just came running home. You have that going on. It is... I'm trying to remember what time it was when y'all got out of the tree. I think it was around dusk? That sounds about right. We're going to say it's dusk. Sure. It is nighttime. Heading into it. So we'll just go with that and say, what are you doing? So I think before we uh, crest the actual tree line, we all step up to the side all right, so we should set up camp here and wait till nightfall. We need to make sure no one sees us coming into town while we talk to Duxum's parents. I actually thought of a different plan. Um, the whole reason the Eon Priest sent us here was to get this town to trust the Eon priests, And this, everything that's happening is a big decision. And as much as I want it to be in the hands of these townspeople, we can't trust Adalale. And I think what we should do is be as honest as we can be, by which I mean say that we didn't find anything that we think would help because that's sort of true. Um, but we found some information that we're going to take back to the Eon Priest and that they need to contact the Eon Priest directly to get a solution. That sounds like a good plan. I don't know how Adalole will handle it, but of course he's the one that I'm least concerned about. He may be... Well, if Adalali doesn't handle it well, not to point fingers, it'll be because you promised a solution. And I never promised anything. <sighs> you okay. said a lot of words. And, and a, lot, a lot of them had some, some implied meaning. Um, what they take from things is completely different. I said that we would try to help. I said that we would do our best, and we have done our best. Though, and... Um, Rylu pointedly looks at Tuna and goes, if we're talking about falsehoods, uh, what do you plan to do about that? And if I remember correctly, the, the Numenera is a pretty big piece, like it wouldn't fit in a backpack. So Rylu will just point to the Numenera piece sticking out of your backpack. Yeah, it's about a yard long at this point with all the other yeah. I mean, I can say that I found a piece of technology that is not the cure. That's something that we found that we want to take away so that it doesn't make things worse. Because that's true. We don't, we, it could potentially make things worse and we don't want that. So, do you just plan to talk to Edelole and the village before anybody else? You just want to walk on in and call a town meeting? We could do that. We could also 
I mean, we could still like sneak in and get some rest for the night and then call a town meeting first thing in the morning. Hillian, any thoughts? I, I feel like we need to talk to Daxum's parents. We we did speak directly with them. And if we aren't going to be able to help them, I think they need to know. Yeah, I think that's fair. That sounds like a good idea. Uh, we'll go under the cover of Nightfall for there and decide what to do after that. Maybe they'll have some insights as well. Um, I would strongly suggest, though, that we don't tell anybody about what it can do, because as we all know, it needs a human conduit, and we are the only three humans in the village. Yeah. Um, I think, if anything, we should just say that it would make it worse, because right now, as far as we know, it would. And honestly, if we do bring this Numenera back to the piece, they may have some way of either reverting the effects using that Numenera device, or they may have somebody willing to come back and help convert them to what they once were. It's The priesthood is very devout. They may have someone. So I think that's up to them. I think we bring this device back to the priesthood and go from there. Okay. So y'all find a place to sort of rest and hide until it gets dark. Uh, what do you remember about your last interaction with Daxum's parents? I remember that Edalale was very um, controlling of the conversation, but I remember as far as the parents go that we mostly talked with, I have the names here, uh, Tyrol, mm-hmm. and that I don't remember their gender, so they um, were very remorseful about what happened, but they also, I feel like all the parents felt like it was their fault still, like they actually did blame themselves. And so while they were still mournful, they were kind of beat up and and done. That's what I remember. Anyone else? Yeah, I just remember them all being sad and upset. Didn't they see us off? Or at least one of them? You did speak mm-hmm. to, I believe it was Brahi before you left. There was a point where someone mentioned that they might be able to bring Daxum back. They weren't sure if they were dead and there was a lot of hope there. So that's a thing. Um, mm-hmm. But otherwise, I think you have everything right. It was Inetsuka who you spoke to and they gave you most of the information about where everything happened. They had the little shrine that they mostly cared for. Brahi was the person that Daxum's friend was speaking to. Turl and Damilla both were just kind of... I think Damilla was the one who, when somebody mentioned that, you know, their son may not be, or may, where Daxon may not be dead, but just somewhere else was the one who got the most excited. Cool. Okay. So, you rest, and your plan is to sneak in and talk to the parents. Are you doing anything while you rest? Are you working, looking at the Numenera pieces, um, seeing if you can dismantle or change them? Are you just kind of sitting there glaring at each other? Is uh, Hillian looking for eggs? What's happening? I think Rylu, as I, I imagine us sitting around either some sort of campsite. I don't know if there's a fire or not, because I feel like that tra- attracts attention, but some sort of campsite. Rylu would look across Hune and go, all right, you're the one here that's really with the order. What do you think our best approach is here? They they say that they want us to convert this village, but we can't really help them. What do you think the 
the bosses would want. Again, because I know we've had this conversation before, none of us are really with the order. So I have no, no idea. I thought you might know them better than I would at least. Nope. I got sent there by my mentor. I only know that much. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, honestly, at the end of the day, as long as we get out of here without them trying to kill us, I'd say that we finish up here and then we continue on towards that town that uh, we found that battery in the direction of. It seemed like something was pointing us there, quite literally. I, I was told that, you know, sometimes the best way to you know make people understand is to kind of rip, rip off that bandage. You know, sometimes you have to break a bone to heal it. That sounds like good advice. I think that's what we should do to Daxum's parents because I feel like if anyone deserves the truth, it's them. And then, but th then, if we were, if our if our goal is to convert the village, we we may need to also face the village. I think we'll talk to the village tomorrow, and I think we'll do exactly what Tiuna said. And tell them that we found something that we're going to bring back, or we found information that we're going to bring back to the priests, and they may be able to develop with their knowledge something and tell them that the priesthood will hopefully check in with them is that something we want to bring up we're kind of the delegates from the priesthood but they the priesthood may be able to find something a solution we don't know i, I don't know what we can promise yeah i don't think we can make any promises i think we just have to say we found something that would make it worse not better um, and since that's all we could find along with some information that we don't know what to do with we're taking all of that back to the priesthood and that's it. And I think with part of that, I should stay out of the meeting. Riley, you should give this information because we don't know how they'll react to the information that we even have a piece of Numenera. So I think I should keep the Numenera out of the meeting. All right. But if things turn south, you can't blame me if you're not going to be there. I mean, I would have blamed you regardless. So. And then uh, Riley will just like throw a pebble in their direction and be like, sounds like you. <laughs> I also don't think we should go to that town where the convergence is. Why not? It sounded like something wanted us to go in that direction. And we where are we going to go after this? We have to get back to the priesthood somehow. Yeah, why would we go to the town where the opposite of the priesthood is to get back to the priesthood? Like the convergence's whole point is that they're like the opposite of the Eon priesthood. I well, don't but think it's a big town. I mean, I'm sure that the priesthood is there too, because we have to find some way to get back. To, uh, we have to find a way to call a ride. I don't want to wait in town, especially after tomorrow, just for old what's-his-face to show up. He never even lets down the ladder for us to go. We have to climb up the leg every time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can, like, travel and try to find another town that has, like, a way to get a message back to the priesthood, but I, I don't feel comfortable going somewhere that we know the Convergence has a presence. Especially if we're traveling as envoys of the priesthood. That just seems like bad, like a bad idea. <laughs> Real quick, Ephraimon is the biggest city that is close to y'all, and you remember. And if you recall, it took about three months from the for the village to get the message off, and Pell to get you there. It was a total of five months travel time that that the city that the village has been stuck like that. You, if you're planning on just waiting, you could be waiting in this village for a very long time. Oh, Tuna's definitely not planning on waiting here. She just doesn't want to go to the city where she knows the Convergence has a presence. Okay. Like, there's got to be other places around, too. We'll talk about it afterward. I feel like it's such a big city, and honestly, the Convergence and the Priesthood are kind of the same cloth. 
that one just is obvious about their type of power and one likes to hide it in politics. But we'll figure out what we do after today. If we're welcome in the village, perhaps we stay. If we're not, uh, perhaps we don't. I don't think we should plan to stay in this village regardless. I think we should give the news and leave, especially as long as I have this piece of Numenera, which I would like to take apart so that someone can't just like use it. But I also don't want to touch it. So we should give it back to the priesthood. I mean, that is what we're here for. I mean, but it's... I mean, whatever we do, we have to travel with this piece of Numenera oh. because there's no way for anyone from the priesthood to get it right now. If you want me to, I can try to take it apart. I yes, would not like that. Do it. Thank you for the offer. <laughs> Oh, please, how fun would that be? <laughs> but um, more, more seriously, uh, do you want me to be with you during the speech just in case, you know, well, I always like listening to you talk, um, but I, I don't know, maybe I should go protect Tuna. I don't know. Where, where should I go? I think you might want to come with me because if I have to fight my way out, you're always a... you're always great to have by my side and that way I can protect you as well, whereas... Uh, I feel like Tiuna has their and right, they're just like little sparky hand things. It's like <laughs> can protect themselves. I would like Rylu and Tiuna to give me a int check about Numenera. <laughs> uh, if it's about Numenera, I'm taking yeah. out. Yeah, it's not good. All right, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to boost this, so I'm gonna use some effort. And then I already have. I'm, that's just gonna cancel out my inability in Numenera. So cool. Just a straight roll here. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's nice. That's real nice. You do know that while you've built this piece of Numenera, separating it into its component parts does subject you to the uh, situation of having too many parts or Numenera together that could cause damage to everyone around you. There's a thing about how many you can carry at one time that are discrete parts. So I'm allowing this one piece as an integrated whole. Rylu knows a bit about explosions where Numenera is concerned at this point and might have some experience in regard to separated Numenera, and perhaps a bit of a phobia of that. Who knows? Yeah, Tiana's definitely not going to try to take this apart because she knows that she can't touch it without something happening and is not willing to try to, like, mess with it. Like, she knows what the component parts do, but she's not interested in trying to take it, break it into those component parts. All right. So uh, if you all are not um, investigating any of the stuff you you have, then... We will just wait, and y'all can head on into the... Let me know when you're going to head into the village and how where you plan to go first. Well, if I remember correctly, their, um, their hut was on the edge of the village. Mm-hmm. And since, if I also remember, there's not much but except for pure empty space between us and the village after you get out of the tree line. Yep. Um, and so we wait till it's pretty dark, and then just... I don't know, sneak across the, like, just hunch over real low and walk really fast? I don't know. There's no really way to sneak across empty space. No, but are you heading right to the house you stayed in? Are you heading to the parents' house at night in the dark? Are you, where are you going? What is, where, where are you heading first? Just tell me and that's where we'll go. 
Daxum's parents' house, and everyone sound good? Let's do it. Daxum's parents' house. Cool. You make it to Daxum's parents' house. Give me, just give me, what, what, one of you choose who's going to make the roll and make a stealth roll. Don't care who. Unless you all want to, in which case, go for it. I feel like it should probably be me. I have the careful movement. Go for it. That's fine. Yeah, you guys cool with that? Okay. Oh, that was almost a one. Uh, Seven plus my whatever. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You make it to Daxum's parents' house. And you knock on the door. And you knock on the door. And it's pretty late because it, you know, the moon's pretty bright. Took you a while. Knock on the door again, and finally you hear someone, you know, moving around. Someone saying, just a minute. And then the door opens, and it is Inetsuka. And they look at you very bleary-eyed. And as soon as they see you, they start to wake up a little bit. And, you know, they rub their eyes. And they're just like, oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. Inetsuka. Yeah. Apologize for coming so late at night, but we have information that we wanted to come directly to you all with. Uh, May we please come in? I know it's late, but we have a lot to share. Yes, yes, of course. Of course, come in. I I will get everyone up. And they go about waking up their partners and let you get seated at the table. Everyone comes in and Damila and Brahi immediately start making, you know, some sort of beverage and... You know, something just a little nosh for you all just to make you welcome. And they sit down and they're just like, what? What can you tell us? Real quick, is Tiona with us? No, Tiona stayed outside. Okay, I didn't know if you were avoiding Daxum's parents as well as the whole... Okay, so everybody. Yeah, basically anytime we're sharing news of what happened and like anytime we're around other people, I'm like Tiona's not willing to be in the same room with this very powerful piece of Numenera that they cannot control. Gotcha, okay. That was yeah, good Tiana to know. Tiona outside. Okay. Um, so we we just got back. Um, we went into the we went into Daxum's um, Daxum's hunting spot or ga- gathering ground, and we spent a lot of time looking around and investigating. We found we found a new a stash of Numenera, but everything that we found it it would make things worse. We didn't find anything that would. That we thought would help, uh, but we did. We did find information, and so our plan is to take it back to the priesthood, and 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 they were, and um, and and our hope is that with that information, they will be able to help. Uh, we just thought that we should come straight to you first. You all have been through so much. Um, unfortunately, from the from what we found, it looks like this was old tech from old uh, beings that were here, and I. From what we found, it doesn't look like we're gonna be able to bring Daxum back. It it looks like and and Riley pauses and just goes, It looks like Daxum is gone, dead. I know that's not what she wanted to hear, and we thought we would be able to find something to bring him back, and I'm sorry, but we do have hope that maybe we will be able to get bring this information to the priests and it will help. We just we did everything we could, and they'll just pause and like have their arms open. Brahi and Damila both just break down and leave the room. They had resigned themselves until it was brought up that they could possibly get Daxum back, and then t- 
to lose that hope again is, well, they are devastated. Their scales just, they did like a quick flutter and then just pressed really tight and both of them slumped over and just fled. So you're left with Turl and Inetsuka who are just sort of sitting there stunned. Inetsuka seems to be the one best able to pull themselves together and they look around and they're like, where is your companion? Uh, she's outside. Um, she, she's uh, tending to the details of, of us leaving. With who? Uh, us? With the priesthood. Tuna is uh, arranging our departure. Okay. Well, just, just tell me what you found. Just tell me what was Daxon doing? What were they thinking? Daxum found a stash of very, uh, imagine a, 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 imagine a, what would they have in this world? Like libraries? Where would you gather information in this world? Because I know like data bank won't be a thing that they understand. I think information like, like you're talking about is pretty much at these societies like the Aeon priests and what have you is like you would go to them for that knowledge because that's where it's all stored is these societies that pull it together like there are different night orders and what have you that you could talk to okay imagine a, a giant collection of knowledge this this knowledge was stored in a device and this device was long long lost from a another imagine uh device that stores a, a wealth of information similar to what you would expect from the priesthood on on a long dead civilization that looks exactly like y'all it's 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 an ancient being well Daxon found this and it led him to that device that he brought back as to what he thought it would do we didn't find any information to that but we're hoping that this information, we, we weren't able to get to all of it. We were hoping if we bring it back to the priesthood, they'll be able to decipher it and and come and help. We can't promise anything. We don't know. But we're hoping that with this information, the priesthood can do something. But as to what Daxon was thinking, I don't know. Perhaps he thought it would be helpful to the village. Perhaps he thought that it would bring great wealth. I, I don't know. But he was, I'm sure, just trying to help. This, this tech that he brought was fantastical and 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 otherworldly literally uh i just that's what we have We're as you're saying that... all of this they're looking at their scales and the fluttering and they're just like i don't understand daxum knew better than to deal with numenera that is i mean if you look around our village we have no numenera here that is just it is not safe, and we all know that. And he, Daxum just knew better. I don't understand. So you're telling me Daxum found some long buried Numenera and then just decided to bring it home. Ryler will kind of do the palms up like shrug and say from what we've gathered 
Yes, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that Daxum didn't have it for a while. I don't know how long da what Daxum did to the the piece. It's possible maybe they found it a while ago and they've been they've been experimenting with it and didn't think it was dangerous. I I don't know. All, all we found was the information that we found. Um, part part of me. I, I don't mean to to butt in, but um, you you said that Daxum wouldn't just do something like this. Um, ha have y'all had any um? visitors to your village before this happened? Inetsuka and Turl seem a little surprised by the question, actually. And they're... I... You know, I haven't thought of anything since before this happened in so long. Um... This, and, they, you know, they're thinking and they're like, we have had traders come through. Um, I mean, we have traders come through every quarter or so, but... Maybe this isn't, you know, one of the traders. Maybe this would be some somebody else. I don't think they would be usual if they were dealing in Numenera. There... There were... On that last caravan, there were... There were three people who... You know, they seemed like they were traveling with the caravan, but they didn't they didn't act like caravanners, you know? They just they weren't super social. They were they didn't seem to be interested in anything other than getting something to eat and drink and then nothing. And they were a little odd, but I don't I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of, but I mean normally all we've had are caravanners who come through here and so yeah, most of them come on these trade routes all the time, so it was interesting to see strangers, but they just they just kind of kept to themselves and were they were actually a little rude. I do remember that. And and, and Turl's like, yeah, yeah, I remember Edalale trying to talk to one of them about trying to get some news out of them or something, and they it was it was it was the it was the woman. Uh, she was she just snapped at him for something. I don't remember. And then he just kind of deflates and he's just like, but, you know, I, I am really disappointed in your news. I, I really thought that you all would be able to do just more. What was that explosion we heard earlier? Do you know? I mean, it seems like Y'all showing up after this explosion, it seems like you would... It's a little weird that you don't... If you don't know. What was that explosion? Complete coincidence! <laughs> That's actually the reason that we left. Uh, when we were in Daxum's space, which, by the way, I don't know if you want to go there, but we could always help you. Uh, his friend, um, Williana, is the one that led us there. Um, but anyway... Um, when we were in Daxum's space, we heard that explosion, and suddenly the forest was alight. Uh, we had to hide from many a Draskar and running around. We had to get out of there. It was just simply too dangerous. The, the Draskar alone were running rampant, yet alone whatever else could live in that forest. Elian is going to emotionally support or console these people in, in their loss. Yeah, I, I, I know you all had a lot of hope. And I feel like we failed you. I, I'm sorry for that. 
Yeah. Okay. So a nine doesn't really meet the standards of assisting. Your emotional support basically makes it a 12. Yep. Yeah, not quite enough. I do want you to roll an int check for your complete coincidence ex- <laughs> uh, statement to see if they believe that. Ooh, a 14. Okay. Sure, that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> if you like, want to justify it, you could boost it with my explanation of it too. Yeah, I'm like, okay, sure. I don't think they completely buy it, but they buy it enough to just say, you know, to allow them to just deal with their grief. Is there, is there anything else that we need to know? We just came to you first because we felt that it was most important that you knew the news before we told the rest of the village. You have been most affected, no matter what the village tells you. We feel as though you have been the most affected, and we wanted to take the time to answer your questions because we know the minute we tell the village this, we may not be welcome here. I know that we haven't done what we said we would do. We were much more hopeful, and that is our fault. The priesthood sent us here to solve the issue, and that was what we planned to do. With the information that we have, we don't know, but we don't want to make any more promises that we can't keep. If you have any more questions, we'd love to answer them. That's why we came to you personally, but I'm assuming after the town meeting tomorrow, we're probably gone. Were there were there any other Numenera where this other one was found? Do we need to worry? Not that we saw, um, unless there was another stash somewhere, which I don't think there was from what we found. Williana has some sort of wire that we we weren't able to find any connection to um, that she said that Daxum did give her, but it doesn't seem to be Numenera. We checked it out. We talked to her. It's just something that was found, I suppose. Um, but as far as Numenera goes, we, we didn't find anything besides the, the, the information storage. Yeah, go ahead and roll deception on that. Okay, so I'm trained in all tasks or in all social interactions. I don't know if I can get an asset for the groundwork from the groundwork I've laid, but I figured it doesn't hurt to try to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm gonna definitely spend some effort on this, even though I'm definitely gonna need it tomorrow a little bit more. Okay. Oh, nice. So that's like over twenty something. Yeah, yeah. They totally buy it. They're like, okay. And there's no more danger of Numenera coming out of that area. No. I think that we have completely scoured the area. I think that it is completely safe. I think the kids should be safe there. If you'd like, we can bring you to Daxum's area. It's it's up to you. Okay. Hillian's eyes are huge and has, you know, a little bit of wetness on the underside and he says again, I I, I can't imagine all of these feelings you must be having right now. And again, I cannot express how much sympathy I have. Both Turl and Inetsuka seem grateful to you, and as they're saying goodnight, they both, you know, touch you on your shoulder and, and say the, how, we, we, we appreciate your kindness. And they look at Riley and they're like, thank you for coming to us directly. Um, I think we may skip the town meeting tomorrow and just stay home. You deserve all the time that you need. If there is anything we can do to help before we leave, Please let us know. We are truly sorry. We had higher hopes, and I know you did too, and we apologize for that. But if ever comes a time that there's something that we can do for you, if you can find a way to reach us, I know at least I will be there. Please let us know. Agreed. 
and they thank you and basically push you out the door. They're done. <laughs> They're like, this is a lot more than they really... More, more tea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The hosts have left. You are with the you know, make it happen folks, and they are ready to not have you in their house. They are emotionally exhausted by just this few minute conversation. And I mean, it, you've been gone about four days by their time. When you all passed out, you didn't pass out for just a day. I mean, it was, you were exhausted. And so, yeah, they did not expect you back today. Although the explosion, they did they may not expect you back ever. All right, you're all outside the the house. What you doing? Did they tell us it had been four days, or is that something we don't know? They didn't tell you? Yeah, I didn't think so. Alien's thing might tell you. Little timer eggy thingy. I don't think I know it tells time. <laughs> I think it's just um, a looker. I, I do think that both you and Hunan have... Know that my egg thing also tracks my cycle. Oh, okay. I thought that was just Hyuna. Oh, maybe it is just Hyuna. I don't remember. It might be... Well, regardless, I think that um, I think that we what, go back to our little hut. Is that was that? Or I, I mean, we're gonna go get Tuna, so we go to wherever Tuna is. I mean, she was just right outside. No, oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Wait, were you just like standing on the side of the house? Basically, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So I would say that um, that we go and we get you, and then um, we just what go back to our little hut. Sure. Um, Stealthily. Yeah. Sneaky. Go ahead and roll stealth. Sneaky. One. That's 16, 5, and 17. Yeah, you make it back to the hut just fine. You get into the hut and close the door, and you are safe for now. What are you doing? Just going to bed? Locking, hiding the Numenera? What are you doing? Well, so I'm going to talk to Jess, or sorry, I'm going to talk to Tuna and say, all right, so the what's done is done, but I think we ran into a couple issues with... um, as far as them seeing that you're gone, we just told them that you were off communicating on as to how we were uh, communicating with the priest as to how we're going to leave. But uh, Adelole is not going to believe that. How do we explain your absence in the meeting tomorrow? Uh, well, if we, that's a good question. Um, I mean, we don't, I don't see why we should need to maybe just say that I'm still like back in the clearing doing research or that I've started the journey to the next town and we'll meet you that you stayed behind to have a conversation um, and I can wait for you like outside of town. That sounds like a good plan. Um, and, and mostly it would be the truth. Yeah. Yeah. That way if I like started to head out of town before dawn so no one saw me and then just wait like found a place to wait for you and then just say like i started early on the journey to the next town so that we could try to get this information back to the young priest to help them that sounds like a good plan i i told daxum's parents because you were sharing that we have information i told them that we found uh, basically a data storage device and that's all that we found of course we know what we know but i am concerned that if i tell them that we found a data storage device in that area that they will go there and is there we're sure that everything's fine right like that's a safe area to go to now for them they won't we're cause any more trouble definitely not sure of that what we're not sure of anything well they might go there anyway so that is what it is i was just wanted to let you know um i i mean i would suggest either not revealing that we found that or saying that we found pieces of it that it had been destroyed or 
like if you have to tell them that we found something try to present it in a way that suggests it was either completely destroyed or that it was mostly destroyed and we definitely found everything that there was to find because we it would be bad if they went and searched that area well they definitely as far as daxim's parents go they definitely know that i told them that the only thing we found was that but i had to tell them that we got the information from somewhere they weren't going to believe i got it from the ground and I wasn't going to tell them where we actually found it. So that felt like the most believable way to say it, because if we're going to tell them we have information, then we have to have gotten it somehow. So as far as my, my last concern is that I don't think Adelole is going to be as easily convinced that we spent however much time we spent just searching the small opening that we did. So any thoughts on what we should tell him? Daxum's parents believed it, but Adelole is lots more aggressive Diving. yes that's the word i would say skeptical but whatever <laughs> uh i mean we it's hard to say we don't know exactly how the territories work here so i mean it's possible we could say that datsum found it in someone else's territory or that we went we ventured like very very deep into the territory I mean, I, I don't have an answer for that. All we can really do is present the information that we know how to present and say that we don't have any other information. Something is troubling me, though. Um, Daxum's parents were very sure that Daxum wouldn't have touched Numenera. And they said that they they think they saw some some people who were very... Not like the regular traders come in through their village recently. Well, before Daxum found the Numenera. Interesting. Um, well, that might be worth investigating. I don't know how much we can do with it. It's been five months. Mm -hmm. They mentioned three strangers, and I'll, I'll look at Hillian just to confirm that. Something like. And they said that there was, they were particularly crass, and that there was a, a woman specifically is the one that they remembered. A woman that when they tried to talk to her was significantly aggressive towards Edelole. It it sounded like they never get strangers along this path, and these three were. And along with what we found once we left, I think that they may have something to do with this. And I think that they may be at least uh, intertwined somehow. They, Like Hillian said, they were very sure that Daxon wouldn't do something like this, so something must have caused it. Maybe we should talk with Edelole. I think the danger in being direct with Adelale about this is that they will just blame these traders. Like they're looking for someone to blame. They want they want results and they want someone to blame. Um, so I do I agree that it's worth speaking with Adelale about this. I think you have to be very careful about how you approach this conversation, and you can't tell them that you're looking for information on this person because you think they're involved with it, um, because that might encourage them to just. I mean, how often do traders come through? Have there been traders since this happened? That's a good question. They said that traders come through often enough. They said that they, the traders weren't any um, any different than the normal ones. So um, they made it sound like they knew the traders. They just said that these mm -hmm. these companions were uh, traveling with them, and that it's incredibly unusual. They said that they usually they recognize all the faces, and and these few they didn't. So it's, it, I mean, it definitely stood out in their mind, even amongst their grief. So it was a significant thing to have strangers coming. Maybe what we need to do then is just get information about the group of traders and go try to track them down and speak with them, especially because I'm in mean, this place is 
so far from anything else, they the strangers would have had to travel with that trading group for, I mean, at least several days. So maybe if we can just track down that trading group, they can give us information on the strangers that were with them without potentially putting someone who might not be at fault in the path of Adelale's, I don't know, suspicion, wrath, nonsense. Maybe we just say that the priesthood is tracking this because, well, we're tracking it. Yeah, I yeah, I, I would say get the inf- whatever information you can, however you can. Um, but my plan is to not interact with anyone else and to just, as I said, leave before dawn, um, get out of town and find a spot that we can meet at. I'd say perhaps we should meet at the tree line. I, I'd like to get farther out of town than that. Like, I want to be far enough that people won't happen upon me. Um, I have this very, very dangerous piece of Numenera, and I want to get far enough out of town that, you know, if you say, like, oh, Tina started leaving and they decide that they need to see me, they can't just, like, run out to their usual paths and find me. The only place we know that's near here is Ephraimon. It's not like we have a map or anything. The priesthood told us that they we either wait for them to return or we find a way back. So is that where you want to head? It sounded like you didn't want to be anywhere near the convergence, but I don't know what else is around here. I, I wasn't saying that I have to go somewhere in, in particular. I just meant like I start walking and then keep walking until nightfall and then you meet up with me then. Just like pick a direction and, you know, go that way. What if we head out past the Anines? That's how we came in. My concern is that we're going to be walking in empty space for forever. None of us really know how far the beyond goes. It, I don't want to just start heading in a direction. Yeah, that, that's fine then. I'll head toward Ephraim and we'll figure it out from there. I'm not saying that I'll go all the way there. I'm just saying that like I'll, I'll start walking before dawn and keep walking for several hours and then find somewhere to wait for you to catch up with me. I just, I don't want to be easy access to any of the villagers. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree that that's, that's a good idea. I, I'm going to say this now. I don't know how I can uh, ask the question about the visitors and then immediately followed up with all of our news and not cast suspicion on them. Uh, if I, if we would have more time, perhaps. But since we're going to call a town meeting tomorrow, I don't see how I can avoid that. If we want the information, I think that's just a pitfall that we have. I'm not afraid of Edelole. I don't think he has any power outside of this village. I might just ask about the strangers instead of the actual caravan itself. So that way the caravan doesn't suffer for our indiscretion. I, I agree that Adelali probably doesn't have power outside of this village. My worry is that if the traders come back to this village, Adelali will like rile up the villagers to attack them. Um, I think something that you could try to do is just say that we want to make sure that this actually is as contained as it seems to be and say, you know, ask, have there been any other people in contact with the town? If so, can we get their information so that we can find them? That sounds like a plan and it sounds like the best way we can go about it. Uh, so I will call the town meeting tomorrow and we will meet you in the direction of Ephraimon then. And uh, whenever you head out, just make sure that you stay safe and we'll meet up with you. Um, question. Uh, do So I know that Tiyuna is really aware of Hillian's cycle and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't have any notes that I am, uh, but that's like probably going to be relevant eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, so I don't think... That I know is the problem. I just know, I have in my notes, Rylu knows that Hillian needs to eat meat during a transformation or he'll be very sad. <laughs> so. <laughs> so if I look at the, the egg tracker, you said that I can read the, like, the, the cycle. Kenny, you know what you're... I think so. Uh, let me check the notes on the egg tracker. 
if if I have any. Well, what are your connections to people? Um, mine is that I can soothe Hillian when they're in beast form. Mm-hmm. Um, Hillian in beast form will never attack Tiuna, and I can mm-hmm. calm them to revert them to their normal form without having to make a roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that I know they need to kill and eat a medium or larger creature when in beast form. And um, what is your... the other thing is oh. like doesn't apply yet. And what is your connection to Rylu? For me to Rylu, it's um, I'm uh, af- overly affected by Rylu's words. Mm-hmm. And the other way? It's knowing that they need to eat something in beast yeah. form. That's yeah. it? Yep. Yeah, but I could have swore that one of us knew. Or, uh, I yep. guess wrong. But... Well, like, I I think that like Tuna, the connection that like Tuna can soothe Hillian means that she knows that Hillian like, coming. does transform. Okay. So yeah, Riley will like side eye you and be like, I don't like being away from you overnight. So uh, I think that we need to just make sure that we meet up with you before nightfall. Okay, so so can I check the egg tracker to see if I can tell the cycle? Sure. Kenny, what's the cycle? So how many days did I have? It was five days. Mm-hmm. And that was when we left the tree? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Yeah, it should indicate that, um, including today, there there's like five more nights. Okay. All right. So yeah, Tina, we'll just let Riley know. Like, I I think we have a few days before we really have to worry. So don't get stuck in this town, and everything will be fine. Oh, we will we will find you tomorrow. I'm not staying another night in this town. And then I think if there's anything else. I think that's we're we're seen. Okay. Yeah, splitting the party is one of my favorite things ever. Cool. <laughs> This is super exciting. Not quite what I had in, t- in mind, but you might notice I'm a little excited. Cool. Um, if it helps Tuna's plan is to like stay out of trouble as much as possible and just to, like <laughs> travel as stealthily as possible, find a place to hide until they meet up with her. Like Tuna's not trying to go on an adventure. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Cool. Trying yeah. is the keyword. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, uh, do you have a map? No. Cool. No. None of us do. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole idea, though, is that, like, if there are traders that pass through here, there must be some sort of, like, path, and that's True. what, you know, would follow. Okay. Cool. And that's all that we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening to us uh, and uh, talk a lot. Uh, this has been our recording of Cumanera, and uh, let's sign off, starting with our director, Calric. I'm Kelrick. You can find me on Twitter at Cormalon or at EQ Points. Uh, I'm Jess. You can find me on Twitter at WriteJessR, um, or you can find all my social media and all the other podcasts I do on my website, WriteJess.com. W-R-I-T-E-J-E-S-S.com. I'm Aaron. You can find me at Space Persona on Twitter. And I'm Kenny. You can find me on Twitter at PunderDrone. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Cumanera, an Excorians Points podcast. Are your ears burning for another podcast? We cannot recommend enough checking out our sister podcast, Roll to Fail. There are six friends who have no business behind the mic, or even rolling dice. If you like what we create, then you should check out our other two podcasts on our network. The original Excorience Points podcast is a Starfinder game that releases every Wednesday. If you are new to the pod, it's an almost year-long homebrewed adventure DM'd by Miu, whom you can find on Twitter, at MewPlaysGames. The story follows an unlikely crew brought together by fate. They forge their path through the Pact Worlds and beyond, leaving the chaos of shenanigans in their wake. Want to find out what happens in the final stream of Puntime Slasher? 
I have good news for you. Streaming was delayed to this coming Monday, April 29th. Don't worry if you aren't able to join us live. You can watch this session on, de on demand on the Experience Points Twitch. Coming on April 30th, this campaign will be released as a monthly podcast. Stay up to date on all three Excorience Points Network podcasts at EQ Points on Twitter and on ExcoriancePoints.com. Partner dust as I continue updates on the website. Thank you so much for listening.